This WBEZ podcast is supported by Ravinia, with over 100 concerts under the stars this summer, including Daryl Hall and Elvis Costello, Nora Jones with special guest Mavis Staples, the Beach Boys with special guest John Stamos, Shaggy and TLC, Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, and more. Their 30-acre park is nestled in a gently wooded area. Bring your own picnic or eat at one of the park restaurants. Tickets available now only at ravinia.org. This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at afsp.org slash talkawaythedark. This podcast is a production of WBEZ Chicago and is made possible with the support of listeners like you. Become a new member of WBEZ or renew your membership online at wbez.org. Thanks. Quibble? Wait, what's that? Well, what is these are just a quibble ways <laughs> mm-hmm, that you know you're not in Toronto or Santiago. Just a quibble ways. It was a little bit uh, crunchy when I first heard it. I was glad that I arrived when I did. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to the Curious City Podcast from WBEZ Chicago. You ask the questions, we answer them together. Hello, everyone. I'm Jennifer Brandell, and up top was musician Nick Gage and music engineer Scott Lamps in studio talking about the song that Nick wrote called Only in Chicago. The song is actually the answer to a question we got in. We'll hear more from Nick and Scott in a bit, but first, here's more context on why a simple question had to be answered in song. The next part is from WBEZ's weekday show, The Afternoon Shift, with Rick Kogan. It on me. I'm ready. All right. Well, we got a question that was very hard to quantify. This one, I remember you mentioned this before, yeah. and I thought, huh? I know. We've been working on this for a while, but we got this question in from Brenda Guzman, who we met in a laundromat not so long ago. What do you think that you can get from Chicago that you can't from other places? So, in other words, you know, what's something you can find in Chicago that you cannot get anywhere else? Wow. I know. It's kind of like, so we asked her, you know, what do you mean by that? Objects, experiences, smells, tastes, that kind of stuff. And she said, anything goes. How did (laughs) you even start this, Jen? That's a good question. Well, we knew that the brain power in WBEZ was not large enough to capture all the answers that could exist for this, because really there could be hundreds, thousands of answers to this question. Yeah. So we crowdsourced it. We went to Facebook and Twitter and we asked you guys what you thought. And we put the call out and got about 150 responses from people. Some of them must have been just insane. Some of them must have been crazy. My favorite one, I don't know if I can say on the air, but I'll tell you later. (laughs) What does it have to do with? Uh, Steve Albini. (laughs) Okay, 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 okay. But um, some of the favorite ones were uh, uh, Maraid Case and Kathy Markham wrote in and said rainbow cones, which I don't know if you've ever had. They're these special ice cream cones. 93, 9200 Southwestern. Yeah, exactly. You know, the five or six. I have an eight year old daughter, and you you know every ice cream place (laughs) in the city. Um, Another suggestion was the Aqua Building, which is the tallest building in the world, designed by a woman, Jeannie Gang. Sure. That was uh, suggested by Andre Segovia. And also, people wrote in with the less desirable stuff which we were totally open to as 
well. So Hussein Almart said Chicago's got the most gang members of any city. Ugh. And Emily Cote talked about the 75-year-long parking meter contract as being something specific to Chicago, which yeah. counts. Yeah. But we also ran into a problem. What? Well, basically, you know, when we started looking and thinking about all the suggestions people are writing in, a lot of stuff you can get online. A lot of stuff Good point. travels. Good so, point. you know, we needed to kind of create a strategy around this so we could not, you know, if you, if you were to say Garrett's popcorn, for instance, sure. a lot of people or said that. Or Mother Butter's popcorn. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, if you have an online shop, technically you can get that outside Chicago. And Good Garrett's, yeah. we Good found point. out has nine locations in Singapore. They have places all over the world. In so, Singapore? In Singapore, I know. I don't, they love popcorn there. Wow. Yeah, I'm surprised so, they don't have billy goats in Singapore. <laughs> they then. just yeah. might. Gino's Pizza. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, really, it, it begged this question that uh, how many unique things are left in Chicago? When you think about globalization and homogenization, you know, Malort is a Chicago booze, but you can also yeah. order that online. So our... our, our answers to this really started getting harder and harder to find. And we actually talked to an academic, this woman, Sharon Zukin, who's a sociologist at CUNY, the City University of New York. And she said, it's true. Things are getting unique things, unique experiences to cities are getting harder and harder to find. That's not something that we were just noticing. And um, she said there's another side to that, though. On the other hand, people want to believe in the local. They want to believe in the, uh, the specialness of their experience and the uniqueness of the place they come from. So people will keep saying that things are unique to their locality, unique to their city, because they want to be proud of those things. So we're going to delude ourselves as things get less and less unique until we say, man, but we have the best Starbucks in the world. You yeah. know, <laughs> yeah, who's going to quantify that? I know. Yeah. It's yeah. a little depressing. So how did you pare this down? So we did some light vetting. Uh, the Curious City team, including our great intern, Logan Jaffe, did a lot of the research on this. So we just went through one by one, all 150 suggestions. Wow. And looked to see, can you get this anywhere else that we could find easily? And 57 things made the cut. And without posting that as a spreadsheet, you know, as the answer would probably be pretty boring, as would probably talking through 57 bullet points right now on air. So we thought we could do better than that. So we thought... Well, of course you did. Jim. Of course you did. <laughs> what's a more fun way to, to think about what's unique to Chicago? And we thought, let's write a song about it. Let's find a local musician to make a song out of people's suggestions. A great idea. Yeah. So that's why there's this strange man in the studio over here, Nick Gage, who you probably wondered. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'd like he's wearing... Here. a Sorry, this show's not on TV. He's wearing a beautiful <laughs> butterfly. They're uh, moths. Oh, are they moths? They're moths, yeah. <laughs> Well, even better, a moth shirt. I've never really seen one of those mm -hmm. before. So Nick is a local Chicago. Only in Chicago. No. <laughs> yeah, that shirt you can get nowhere else in Chicago. You have to rip it off Nick's back. Yeah. Exactly. Well, Nick's a very talented musician. He's written shows for Second City and Amy Krauss Rosenthal. And Nick, maybe you, you give us a background. What do you do? Who are you? You covered it. Did they uh, pay you at Second well. City? They paid you enough at Second City? It's a back-end I know deal. those jokers. Yeah, yeah it's, it's always a, a back-end yeah, deal with those yeah. guys. So what did you think of this? They got in touch and you said, sure, or are you nuts? Yeah, no, this is kind of my thing. Uh, I, 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 am, I have a knack for melody and, and putting words uh, to rhythm and meter uh, pretty well, but I won't do it of my own volition. <laughs> I need, I'm a dog and need, I need yeah, someone to throw the ball, tennis ball and they can throw ball, that tennis yeah. ball across the highway and I will, I'll retrieve it. Um, <laughs> but I would never write this song on my own. I was, but I was glad to get the project. It was great. It was a challenge for you. Definitely. I, I, gotta, I, I didn't I, sleep last night. You wrote today? 
I got to I got to hear it. I got to hear it. <laughs> I right. got to hear it. Now for the world premiere of Chicago's new anthem, might we say, called <laughs> Only in Chicago. Only in Chicago. Either are Tomata Quattro. Nick Gage, 
Nick Cage, you're a genius. Couldn't you're a it. genius. You're some bizarre combination of, uh, you know, Sticks, Stephen Sondheim. And Sesame Street. And, uh, and Leonard Bernstein. I, I found it charming. I could dance to that, too. Well, that's humbling. Thank you. I, it, it was a challenge, but it's, you must be pleased with the results. Yeah, definitely. It was a uh, it was an opportunity to collaborate with two of my favorite collaborators, one being Jen and my friend uh, in the booths, uh, Scott Lamps. Who was I see Scott? He has a hat on, no yeah. moths on his head. Yeah, he's no. like, <laughs> just, he's all earth tones. Uh, what does this inspire you to do? Inspire? What are you going to do with this song? Mm. Oh, I, I have Top no 40. idea. I mean, I was just going <laughs> to post it on my blog. It's good enough. What's your blog? Uh, uh, I don't think we can say the name of it on the radio, oh, okay. but we'll link to it. No, uh, oh, well, Mellow Chihuahua. Oh, Mellow, okay, you can say that. Mellow Tumblr. Chihuahua. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's good. I, well, I, I don't know what to say. I think you're, I think you're a genius. Oh. I think you're an absolute genius. The Bean, Die the River Green, Most Expensive Gas, and all sorts of other stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not, I would have him read the lyrics, but I want you to go listen to the song. It'll be posted on the Curious City site mm-hmm. and just... Uh, it's great, Jen. You must be so pleased oh, this turned out this we're well. We're super pumped. I mean, we, we actually posted as well everyone's suggestions and our reasoning. So if you, if you you know, added something in there and you wondered why we might not have taken it or maybe it didn't end up in the song, even if it did count, you can see at the bottom of our article there's a spreadsheet that says yes, no, and kind of where, you know, where our thoughts were on it. So, now, And I'm you... going to add pictures of my, my notes. It's, oh, yes. it's very possible that their suggestions made it in here but don't rhyme with anything. <laughs> <laughs> or. Orange. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, orange, exactly. orange. Here again, Nick Gage. Thanks for having me. Why you know, not in Toronto or Santiago. Yep. Only in Chicago. Hey, this is Jen Brandell. I'm back in the studio now with Nick Gage, the man who wrote Only in Chicago, and Scott Lamps, who helped engineer the session. Welcome to you guys. How are you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having yeah, us. Yeah, doing good. Thanks. <laughs> Nick, you just came in here with about 25 sheets of ripped out spiral notebook paper. Mm-hmm. What is on those? Uh, well, let's have a look. Well, you know, <laughs> I just wanted to collect as much information about Chicago that I thought would be useful and could tie into a song. I just needed a lot of rhyming options. So what were some of the rhymes that you were able to make? This is where all my Chicago rhymes are. On the back of an envelope. Yeah, most (laughs) rhyming dictionaries online aren't that good. Uh, I liked Key Largo. That's a good rhyme That's great. Santiago. Yeah. um, But I was really scraping the bottom of the barrel. I was telling you earlier how after I started running out of ideas for is there really anything that you can only find in Chicago that isn't a building... Uh, I started thinking, well, okay, this song is now what rhymes with Chicago. So Argo, Cargo, Fargo, Colorado. Um, I got down to Sfumato, uh, which is an Italian. Yeah, what uh, is it? It was the artistic style of Leonardo da Vinci. Uh, It is without line or borders in the manner of smoke. (laughs) <laughs> or beyond the focus plane. And I thought I could tie that into a metaphor somehow. This is when I was getting late and I was getting a little woolly. What envelope are all those lyric ideas written on the back of there? Oh, that's a that's a ticket, a parking <laughs> ticket. Yeah. yeah. Well, that that seems like it plays City into of the Chicago whole Department of Finance. Yeah, I, I got to get after them a little bit. I, I gave them a line. The meter maids. Yeah. They were yeah. not they did not come out unscathed. Excellent. You, mm-hmm. the, you, this song was a justice anthem. Yeah. A Woody Guthrie. <laughs> <laughs>
it was great how you documented your process. And for those who want to check it out, you can go online to wbez.org slash Curious City. And you can check out, we have a reporter's notebook on the story. So you can see a little bit more about Nick's process, how he went through it, what decisions he made, and also some early versions of the song as he was going through it. So I wondered right now, we could maybe go through a couple of those loops. And yeah. you, you tell us how things kind of evolved. Is that cool? I'd love to. Okay, great. Okay, so tell us about that first loop idea. It was sometime in uh, maybe late October. I remember putzing around. I figured out the left hand. It has this kind of motion of of, uh, of uh, two-note chords, I guess you'd call them. Um, and I was really struck when I got that melody that came across. I guess the one noteworthy element of that is that I was using um, a buzzsaw theremin synthesizer patch on there. And that is really the one thing from that loop that stayed true to the end. We have a theremin via synthesizer on that final cut. And obviously the melody is still well intact. Right on. Well, Mm -hmm. let's take a listen to the next version of that loop that Mm -hmm. you did. So it sounds like you added some drums or something. What's what's new with that one? The drums. Yes, I'm glad I'm right. <laughs> and after I added the drums, I, I just I really had no idea what else to do with it. I was like, well, that's complete. I'll I'll put that one away. And I think you called me two days later. Yeah. And then you had another sketch that you gave us that sounds. I mean, it's got the same melody, but it's very different in terms of the tone and kind of the quality yeah. of it. So let's take a listen to that. Mm-hmm. I guess, um, you know, I was done with those particular versions that I'd done with it, with the the marimba kind of moving up and down and that and the theremin. I didn't know where else to, to take it in that direction. But I guess I, I wasn't done with that melody. I thought it was one of the bolder melodies I'd come up with in a while. So uh, I just, you know, I'll, I thought it was worthy of a chase. Yeah, it's so different, too, when there's no lyrics and there's no song. You know, like the music has a whole different focus and a whole different... You know, music is so abstract when it's just melody. And then when I'm, I'm sure when you started adding lyrics and a voice and like something that you pay attention to. Yeah, you start subtracting instruments. Yeah, real then quick. It, yeah, the song is like just a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And yeah. Scott, we heard a version of the song this morning at, yeah. uh, I don't know, maybe 10 o'clock in the morning. And then the version we heard two hours later after you got your hands on it sounded remarkably different. And here's the first track we heard in the morning at 10 a.m. for you to hear the difference. It's a turbulent title, this town that puts cargo on the track. Only this cow burned this town and Burnham built it back. There's pork and lot and plenty of parks with a prairie and meets a lake. And here's after you got your hands on it, Scott. It's a turbulent title, this town that puts cargo on the track. Only this cow burned this town and Burnham built it back. There's pork and lot. Plenty of with a prairie meets a lake. 
it's all glossy and sparkly now. Yeah, well, I just mixed it. You know, I didn't. We didn't really add or change anything. We added a couple like little drum hits, but it's basically exactly the same musical content. Because Nick recorded it all himself, and uh, you know, with like one synthesizer and one microphone. And when you start to add those things up, you know, like uh, several vocal tracks like are in the chorus, it it starts to sound a little funky. You know, um, all all the sounds just compound on top of each other, and then. I was glad that I arrived when I did. (laughs) (laughs) It was a little bit uh, crunchy when I first heard it. My job basically was just to uh, try to hear the song as a complete song and what like what it was doing. Because I assume at that point, Nick, you had lost your mind and you just (laughs) you didn't know what whether it was a song or a. I was inside the song. (laughs) (laughs) I knew exactly what that song was. Yeah. So it was just I um, I just put a fresh set of ears on it and tried to try to even it out a little bit and uh you know just make it sound good well for all those people who wonder what a music producer does and can do all you have to hear is the first to the second version to hear what you know amazing things can be done just in the process essentially what i like in it too is um i've got a couple farms of like musical instruments and stuff like that and one of them i i go and i get the the dairy the milk and i get the cheese and i i get the you know the grain I make I make this incredible dough, and I I make this I get this meat, and I just throw it on there. And I, but I don't own an oven, and I don't know how to use it. And I refuse. And I try serving that to my friends. And they're just like, ah, this is this <laughs> we can't stuff. eat this, Nick. We, we can't, can't eat this. <laughs> and he has an oven, uh, and he's really good at at using it. Are there other songs about Chicago that you like? It's funny you brought that up. This past weekend, when I, I should have been hard at work on this, but I was hanging out with some college buddies up in a cabin in Wisconsin, uh, I was up there with my friend Todd. And we used to always listen to this Rat Pack CD when we go on long car trips. And they, there's a dynamite version of Chicago. And, uh, I, you know, I, I don't really pay attention to lyrics, actually, when I listen to songs. I just I'm, I listen to hooks and instruments and the quality of the voice. But... Um, so I was like, Chicago, Chicago. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you remember that song? I was like, yeah. He's like, what does it mean, that toddling town? I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, it's like the second line of the song. Chicago, Chicago, that toddling town. And I was like, I have no idea, but that, you know, I'm going to look that up. And so I looked it up, and it's kind of a big thing. People like, are still freaking out. They don't know what it means. It's just a word that the guy invented. Uh, basically, what, what a lot of people surmise that it means is that it's uh, people staggering around like a toddler. Um, so it's, it's a drunken, boozy town or something like that. And there was just no other good word that would have been alliterative that followed the word before it that began with a T. So he needed a T word. And uh, toddling worked. I love it. Yeah. So your song not only integrates Chicago history, Chicago uniqueness, but also Frank Sinatra. Yes, yes. Thanks so much, Nick and Scott, for coming in and talking about the song Only in Chicago. Again, that was Nick Gage, musician, man of many instruments, who wrote and played the song, and Scott Lamps, who's a music producer and engineer who helped make the song sound studio-ready in the matter of an hour or two. Thanks so much for coming in, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Jen. Curious City is produced by WBEZ Chicago, Ziga, and AIR, the Association of Independence in Radio. Our senior producer is Jennifer Brandell. Sean Ali edits the series, and Logan Jaffe is our intern. 
The Curious City podcast is produced with production help from Sarah Liu, that's me, and editing oversight by Robin Amer. You can subscribe to our podcast in iTunes or listen to our back catalog in SoundCloud. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at WBEZ Curious City. Lead financial support comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Chicago Public Media creates award-winning content about the issues that affect our community, our nation, and our world. More information available at chicagopublicmedia.org. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day.